so stupid, Lord. Forgive me. All right. <laughs> I recorded that part. <laughs> it's a ragu night. Where we blow your mind. You can hear it. Shenanese, and of course, joining me is Pastor Nathan Cassis. Hello, Pastor uh, Tony Cassis. Hi, everybody, and Dr. Robin Cassis. Hi, <laughs> oh, that was beautiful, sweet and lovely. How sweet. Yes, we were just um, saying hello to our Portals Live people and our audience on there, getting them all ready for what's to come on this portal called... We're looking at you, Pastor. Nibbling is crippling. <laughs> if I only knew what that meant. <laughs> <laughs> Right. You will. It'll, it'll unfold soon. And, of course, we were just um, debriefing about the night. Uh, tonight we had amazing worship. Um, if you joined us on online yes. church or in person, which is highly suggested, um, we sang like two of our songs, mm, original. uh, some originals, and it was just so powerful. Um Every word, every lyric uh, had substance to it um, that spoke to us, especially um, Dr. Robbing following up with some words of encouragement. And Pastor, you gave a word too, right? Yeah. You gave a word too. Very yeah. good word. And the evening service worship was pretty good too. Uh, <laughs> yes. Right. Actually, you guys, actually, the morning service it was had yes. a very you did special yeah. anointing. Very powerful. And oh, I thought you were so talking about the, the morning service, service worship. No, and the evening yes. service has a very, no, very special are, anointing. I think we're blessed to have now two worship teams, well, one worship team, morning and evening, but they're, we're both pumping out anointed worship yes shout out to collide and putting a call out there if there's any singers songwriters creatives out there that want to join a prophetic church and be a part of a prophetic worship team please come we why need don't you put it out there that's pretty straight i'm <laughs> just did many put more people there. to join and be a part of what god is doing so Amen. please come and be a part of it yes well the holy spirit really is 
I suppose he's um, preparing us for our next phase, right, Dr. Robin? I'm yeah. sorry. I, I just want to put it out just there. I overwhelmed. Kim there will be auditions. Me. There will be auditions. Kim, Kim said me. Come on, Kim. Come on, Kimmy, if you want to come over. If <laughs> yes, you do come you over, can. you must get a chance. There you will can. be auditions. If you can survive Ginny's uh, 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 scrutiny. Oh, Lord, <laughs> No, Kim, if you, you make it over here. Without going through all spot. those things you need to, I can tell you right now, you would definitely. Oh get wow! Chance. Let's give her a round of applause. Here's your audition to get you started. <laughs> Put it in the chat. What is the key that has three sharps in it? Wow! This will tell me whether or not you're qualified. Don't Take Google it. Kim, do Put what it you got to do, okay? <laughs> Your father can hear you sing. Either way, you can come with us past no, Tony's yeah, side. Don't worry, Kim. That's we too have hard. a spot for you, you know? Our, our spot is open for you. Theirs you is like us. a kind of <laughs> different melodic structure where they don't have a scale <laughs> system. <laughs> Ours is Holy Spirit. Exactly. Prophetic. Yeah, but the Holy Spirit still uses Not. order. Oh, wow. Oh, oh, Jesus. Oh, no, that was a good one. You should... There you go. I bless you. <laughs> Pastor Robin did it. Anywho, so Dr. Rob was uh, just briefing us on just the word of encouragement where... Yeah, um, not to panic. Yes. We and don't need to panic, y'all. We can relax. Um, that things are happening, but everything's new. Uh, and if you look around, you know that this is not like it was days ago. You know? And every day something's changing. Mm. And it's quick now. And it's like if we try to keep up with every single thing, we're going to wear ourselves out. Yeah. So we wait. There is a void. And when that void needs to be filled, we'll be there to fill it. Mm. Amen. Yeah, that, that really blessed us today to realize, like, we're, we're, we're all right. Yeah. We are all right. Very much so. We're all right. We're going to be all right. So mm. praise the Lord for that. But, of course, that followed up with Pastor Tony. You taught us on the subject of dreams again, following from last yeah. week. But you can debrief the listeners for those who didn't get a chance to tune in. Yeah, well, um, on, on the back of last week's message and uh, the portal, and then this morning with uh, Pastor Tim uh, speaking about um, losing control in mm. the vision, which was really, really good, good word. I touched on the fact that when we talk about dreams, we're not, we're not necessarily talking about going to sleep and dreaming a dream. We're talking about a dream vision or a dream goal yes, as opposed to a fantasy goal or a fantasy vision. Yeah. And so we had to make that distinction because um, to my knowledge, and I'm not saying I'm an expert or the last word on this, but I, I can't find anywhere in the New Testament where the Holy Spirit um, speaks his, his destiny or his vision for someone solely through a dream. In fact, he does it through prophets, apostles, through you know, personal revelation and, and other things rather than a dream. And my point was um, this evening 
that's because the Holy Spirit indwells us. Whereas in the old system, the old in the Old Testament, the Lord had to at times put you know, talk to people and reveal his will through a dream to get their you know, their conscious uh, mind out of the way. And he could more clearly direct them through, you know, through their sleep, through their dream period. I think Nate, you are you brought up that deep, is it REM sleep? REM cycle, yeah. REM cycle, rapid eye movement, REM. Yeah. Mm. And so, um, New Testament's a little different. He he uses trances. He uses vision. Um, he uses angelic visitation. Yeah. You know, he uses all these things, but I again, I, I've 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 done a, a search through the New Testament, and I, I can't see anywhere where the Lord shows a person their call or their future just through a dream. So, for all of our listeners, when we talk about the dream, we're talking about your vision and your call and your destiny. Okay, your vision, your call, your destiny. And again, when you look through the book of Acts and, and through the New Testament, um, that part of your your destiny is revealed through what we call fivefold ministry, personal revelation, uh, uh, visions, and so forth. You're, you're very conscious. You're awake, you're conscious when God is talking about your destiny. I and I think, that, I think that's appropriate because if he had to put us to sleep every time he wanted to talk shop with us, that's pretty sad because, what, we can't hear his voice? I would say, yes, we can. I want to sort of, yeah. Um, Maybe we'll I, add a little yeah, bit Yeah, I'm learning about that. dreams and I'm learning about dreaming and God's dream. There is an element of truth in that where he doesn't reveal, but there's also an element of truth where he does put us to sleep to reveal his heart. And I think where the combination comes in is he reveals his heart, but he continues the conversation when we're awake. Okay. So yeah. it's important to understand that because um, he. I think that we have to understand um, God is trying to get us to divorce from using any of our faculties to hear him. So some of the time, what I'm learning in my dream course is that he puts the head to sleep because he engages the heart. Mm-hmm. And Pastor Robin taught this last, last night to our church in Sydney. But then with what he's birthed while we're asleep or while... And asleep doesn't mean literally sleeping. It can mean, you know, while we're a little bit more, you know, maybe Her not rest. awake to the, uh, the alertness Mm. of the dream it can be a, a you know a metaphorical sleep not like an actual you know z's but then after he's awoken that in our hearts he begins to use the everyday life we say this in dippy night all the time shania for um uh what is the word uh, double confirmation because he doesn't just confirm a destiny word one time he confirms it over and over again. Multiple yeah. mm. you know, And I think that's important to remember because a lot of people move into fantasy because they go off one confirmation, you know, and they don't establish time to let that word germinate in them. And you said something tonight in this message that it really stuck out to me. You said um, 
something about if the dream's not big enough, what did you say? Uh, that was the key because we were talk- talking about how to discern the dream, yeah. not discern the fantasy like we did last week. Uh, you said something to say that God doesn't uh, shrink shrink the, the dream. dream. That's it. But increases the, the changes in the change course. The possibility of it. Because we yeah. were talking about again the distinction between a dream and vision. Yeah. When 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 the Lord shows us the vision or the, the, the goal of our life, and then He starts taking us through turns and and variations, He never shrinks the vision. He always increases it. Yes, that was a good. One. Um, I I like to say that. Um, and, and to maybe open that up a little bit more is to say he fills the, the, the dream. Yeah. He fills it to its fullness. Mm-hmm. And uh, if we continue mm-hmm. maybe to say that he increases the dream or the, the vision, we have to be careful because then we find ourselves looking puzzle. to see this puzzle get bigger and... Before you can see, uh, say, a jigsaw puzzle get bigger, you have to finish the puzzle that you have. Mm -hmm. And so he definitely does fill fill it. Yeah, Yeah, that's a good good answer, actually. Fill it with fullness. Yeah. Okay. Pastor, you mentioned jigsaw puzzle. When we initially get the the little piece that starts us on the road, we see that piece as a very big chunk but the Lord starts to reveal there's all these other pieces which makes the picture a lot bigger mm-hmm. than we originally thought mm. yeah that's good I like that. I just address this because I've started I've started a real conversation you have got a I conversation and a half going on some, some of our collide singers are saying I don't even know what key has three sharps <laughs> in it am I not qualified the answer is A major yeah, so I think so Kim, Kim answered it. Kim, 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 I think you got you a little close. help called Facebook Kim, or you were close. Uh, Google. You were close, Kim. I think she you wrote G close. major, but it's A major. Maybe explain, oh, gotcha. maybe explain to us what major is. Just the A major scale. It has three sharps. Oh, no, it. no. I was going to get Kim to oh, explain Oh, yeah. Like, maybe Kim can teach us. I was going to get Kim to explain <laughs> yes, it. I'm just watching us. this conversation of people going, I don't even know that. And I've been <laughs> on all these bands. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Don't worry, Kimmy. It's a minor issue in our... Ah! Oh, wow. Oh, you were sharp. We're really in there tonight. Sharp? Today. You were sharp. He was talking about sharp. I'm talking about minor. I was talking about the major. <laughs> now, Here see, if Virginia go. Pike had been on, she could have given you, you know, the, the Dorian scale and the pentatonic scale. And well, I'll stick to the big melodic. words. It's fine. But, you know, back to, uh, yes, this, uh, back to what we were saying. This um, subject, because mm-hmm. it is, it's pretty, pretty important. Like, when, when Paul wanted to go to Asia, remember he was on his, I think it was his second missionary journey. He wanted to take the gospel into Bithynia and Mysia and Asia. And the, whole, the scripture says the Holy Spirit forbade him. Now, we don't know how the Holy Spirit said no, but he told Paul no. And then one night when he's praying, he's awake, but he's praying, he sees a vision of a man in Macedonia saying, come over to us. 
And so the Lord directed his ministry to Greece and Macedonia, and he went into Europe for the first time instead of staying in like Asia, what we call now um, Asia Minor. Mm. And um, God directed his vision that way. And because of that one move of the Spirit, the gospel went westward really over the centuries. It kept going west and west and west. And so it's, it's very important that we understand that, as I said tonight, God wants us to be active in him revealing his plan for our lives. He, he does, you know, it's like our, our children, we don't have to put them to sleep every time we want to you know, communicate with them. And I'm, I'm, not, I'm not diminishing the power of a dream. Please don't, don't think I am. But I feel he, he uses dreams, our own personal dreams, to talk about what's going on in us uh, rather yeah. rather than what he's about to do. Yeah. Whenever he wants to reveal what he wants to do, he'll use the prophets, he'll yeah. use revelation, he'll use the word, he'll use other Christians even. But when, he, when we don't know what's going on in our hearts, many times we dream dreams that are a reflection of that, you know, that, What's the word? That stirring of our hearts. And that's important because um, most people that dream dreams will associate their dreams with steps for the future. But it's actually exactly what you said. It's yeah. more of an internal language of the heart that comes to so life then, in, a, sorry. in this subconscious part of our yeah. you know, waking life or dreaming life. But God will give prophets, prophets, people with prophetic offices, prophetic calls that have been established this is really important to understand this church prophetic literal dreams okay like yep. daniel joseph yeah. uh you know even uh you know i mean john the divines was more of a trance of visitation but i feel like the church has taken that role and said well because they did it i can do it and i can just dream my future into being no there's a difference between prophets who dream and having prophetic people that dream because one involves the office and we're talking about the dreams of when you are literally asleep yeah. and one involves God using the language of the heart to reveal what you won't listen to during waking life. So it's really important what you said there because a lot of the times people in church get hung up. Oh, I had a dream and God spoke to me about this and he wants me to do this. Yeah. But what I said last night to that's Sydney... A, that's a fantasy. I'm is the fantasy. It and is why a, is it the fantasy? It is a bit of fantasy. Because that's when you take interpretation out of God's hand. Interpretation and belongs to God. And the prophet leaves the interpretation to God. And that's why he can trust them and with I, a literal dream. And I think dreams are tied in with the heart. Yes. Very much. And so... If they're tied in with the heart, we uh, have emotion that um, sometimes moves our heart. And then if we have this emotion in our heart and then it becomes big enough, we'll begin to dream about it and we will then turn around and say, oh, because... God showed me that. This is what he wants me to do. No, this emotion was in your heart and began to move into other areas so that when you went 
to sleep, yeah. your, your dreams became more about what was in your heart yeah. than what God was speaking to you about. And again, if I may, uh, Pastor Rob, I, I, I'm not going to get dogmatic on this. I had a dream. You're talking about prophets and apostles, whoever having a dream. Well, you're I called had a dream. to be an apostle. Yeah, I had a dream. I was standing on a tarmac when President Trump's Air Force <gasps> One, word. Air Force One landed, and he came out of the airplane. And you know, there's the usual crowd. Yeah. And for for some reason, I was there, and I I felt like I was the one commissioned to carry his attaché case. And as I went to the president to grab his attaché case, he said, no, you can't have that. And he looked straight in my eyes and said, you can't have that. And I felt like there were documents or something in the attaché that he didn't want me to read or get my hands on well, or whatever anyone, it was. anyone, if that was well, the case. again, I was in the dream. Mm. Now, does that mean I'm going to literally carry his briefcase or his attaché case one day? Yeah. I don't be, think so. But guess what? We were talking about prophets and apostles. They literally have these dreams. When when I dream, I mean, not when I just, you know, go to sleep and I have uh, an emotional thing because something's in my heart and then it follows through in my dream, you know. But when I have a, a real dream, and and um, I'll wake up and I'll look up and I'll say, I've just heard the Lord. Because yeah, I happened. know that that was not in my thinking or in my heart. Mm. You see? Now, that happens to me. I'm not one that dreams and dreams and dreams. But when I do dream like that, they're usually literal dreams. Mm. They're yeah. not um, you know, symbolic dreams. They're usually literal dreams. Uh, you have no idea what that could mean. It could mean um, something that you would need to go back and journal yeah. about to get I've, the at true the time, meaning. Like it happened months ago, but at the time I felt like there were there were things in that briefcase that the Holy Spirit wanted me to see to pray about secret okay. things but it required me to somehow unlock whatever it was that the Lord wanted me to carry through for the United States. I felt like the okay. future of the yeah, United States I can get, get the meaning was of locked that. up in that briefcase somehow and it wasn't time for me to have a look just yet. So I'm, I'm asking the Lord to reveal to me what are those things that are of concern, A, to the president and B, to the people of America that, that are inside the plans. That, that's the way I read it. But I know that pastor, and again, when, when pastor gets a dream, it's not the Lord revealing his plan for pastor. It's for the nation yeah. or it's for the church. Yeah. And I think that's where I need to clarify the Lord would rather speak to you directly about your future. Yeah, yeah. He you know, doesn't your need call. when I go to sleep yeah. to cause me. Can, yeah, dreams talk. work in the in, in, in place of proximity. Can I say that if, um, 
if you have to go to sleep to hear it, to get a dream about yourself, you might have to go back and fi- find out how obedient you are. Wow. Uh, you know what? That's a good time for That's a break. A break. <laughs> right there. And then when you come back, I just want to use some scripture that confirms all of this so that people don't think we're going off track, all right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hi everybody, it's Pastor Nate here again. I seem to be the one that brings you all the cool announcements. Not. Anyway, two announcements. We have Dipping Night resuming its relaunch for 2021 in person. That's right. We're coming back and we're being in person again, face to face, shoulder to shoulder, rubbing on each other in a godly way, in a safe church way. So uh, if you would like to join us in person, registration for this will be online. It will be released this week, the first week of March, and then it will be available for the other events that will take place in person. There will be a new format, some new things introduced because we're changing things up. But as always, we are doing things in flow with the Holy Spirit, following His lead and making sure that we give you the best and helping you to understand the voice of God and how to you know, partner with you and see God's plan fulfilled for your life. So Dippy Night is that place that you need to come to if you want to hear God speak to you. You can sign up now by visiting dippingnight.talk.org. Don't matter what country you're in, what location, if you can't do it in person, you can also do it online. There's more information at talk.org or dippingnight.talk.org. Go there now and be a part of what God's doing. And the second announcement is that Connect Groups are resuming in April, the month of April, the year 2021. We believe that April is the month that God has shown us is all about connecting and reconnecting. So every second Thursday night, we're going to have special Connect Groups located in different locations, different boroughs, each so that everyone can get a chance, whatever borough they're in, to be a part of it. Also, we're going to be adding some special interest connect groups based on what God is calling you to or different prayer types and other things to come in the future. So we encourage you to join your connect group, build connection, build godly fellowship and, you know, godly community and really lock in so that you can connect to your completion. We'll see you soon. God bless. don't like to be that subtle this early in the morning because people might interpret my breath to be something else oh, anyway that was too um, much <laughs> too much information it's like hot breath when i do that in the mornings okay. gotcha. um anywho i was going to jump back into i was going to introduce there's you a very God. interesting pastor tony <laughs> you cut her off let her introduce you i was you. like i was going to introduce oh, you i to thought you were giving me the, the go ahead yeah same same difference, right? When you, when you gave um, me a hand gesture, which our online listening oh, audience sorry. can't Okay, see. settle down. That's She's doing her job. Um, yes, so Pastor Tony, <laughs> that's my sign language to say I'm coming towards you now. Are you coming? Right. Um, <laughs> you wanted to offer 
your uh not yours but the scriptural pretense behind uh to back up what you were saying in the first segment about dreams and visions and uh we just got back from answering a very important question about dreams but again we can find more details about dreams in pastor nate's seminar and course coming up in more depth about dreams and yes so take it away pastor tony go for it thank you sorry i, I it's okay in there. It's i thought you wanted right. me to speak uh just quickly and the pastors can help me with this one because it's it's out there joel prophesied in the last days i will pour out my spirit yeah. on all flesh your sons and your daughters shall prophesy your young men shall see visions and your old men dream dreams. So if you're so the dreaming, dreaming, dreaming all the time, you're an old man. Is <laughs> that what you say? <laughs> well, I think I qualify. <laughs> no, no. Actually, no. I don't have like vivid dreams like that. My dreams are usually sort of crazy. You know what I mean? Like Welcome to the club. Um, and it's hard, me, but every now and then he'll drop something that I can – Number one, remember every detail, and it's it's not sort of weird. Um, but what do you think about that? Like your young, is it young men who see visions, old men dream dreams, or the other way around? I, I always get that mixed up. But the dreams that they're dreaming aren't revelations of their call or their destiny. It, it's more outside occurrences that God wants yep. to forewarn people about. I believe it's direction and guidance. Yeah. But not direction for your correct. great it's destiny. It's direction for you personally. That's something, maybe something you have to get your attention on, yeah. something you need to have a look at, something that's not working right. But this has nothing to do with... Uh, Giving you a destiny, they are very, very different, and they, and they can happen, by the way, Shania, but it's not the norm to do it that way. Yeah. I think you are correct. It's young men see visions, and your old men dream dreams. Yeah. But uh, again, we what we learn in our course is that that is even you know um, actually a predestined thing by the holy spirit because um the older generation is very quick to ignore their heart and the younger generation is very excuse quick excuse me the younger generation <laughs> is very quick to be led too much by their heart by their well you can't be led too much by your heart but by your soul your emotions your soul. so in wow. the last days the lord's saying that that staleness and that kind yeah, of stoic change you know posture of the former generation we call it very Victorian approach, you know, where it's about law and order. Oh, sorry. And it's about like, you know, um, doing the right thing, but it was never about engaging the heart. Like, you wow. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. think about your parents. Yeah. Like, yeah. They didn't teach you to engage your heart, you yeah. know. They taught you to do the right thing. Yeah. yeah. But, and we see that with the term That's with Christianity. Good. A lot of Christianity today has become emotionality. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And so, and that's because of the rise of instant answers through media, through yep. like instant gratification. I can get on Facebook. I can post my life. I can feed my emotional processing. I mean, everybody this day has yep. a podcast. Everyone has a YouTube channel. Oh, yeah. Everyone has some something more. to say. You know what I'm saying? So we are not void 
of being engaged with what we feel. Yeah. So yeah. maybe the Lord wants us to. Yeah. Stop, and that stop can the, actually turn <laughs> into a good a thing. <laughs> right. It can bring to life our emotions instead of always trying to put them down. Mm. We can allow them to come and uh, let God uh, bring them up by the Holy Spirit and then he can then uh, take care of how they're used in the sense there needs to be a discipline. Yeah. You just don't go and, uh, you know, get all emotional. There's got to be some form of discipline with your emotions. Mm. But you need to have emotions. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's, it's to show, you know, to that, to that former generation, they can't approach God in a stoic way anymore. They've got to engage their heart to see him. You know, we talked a lot tonight in worship about giving, getting God's vision, seeing him in that beautiful song that Ginny wrote. I love the bridge. It's my favorite part where she says, the pure in heart see you everywhere. When we seek you, you don't hide, you know, yeah. and that's what God is looking for. The pure in heart. You teach this in Counsel by God. I was just going to say that song is nearly um, Counsel by God. Uh, Ginny finished singing it and she said, I'm just singing your course, yeah. Pastor. Right. I said, yeah, and I the same know. with Wonderful Counselor. It's literally just... Yep, Wonderful Counselor, Counsel by wrapped God. up. But before we move into the nibbling, because this will tie in with, you know, how we sort of allow the Holy Spirit to nibble us into the curving of our fantasies into his dream, but how we try to nibble people through what we call, you know, murmuring and gossip. And uh, here we go. Here comes the the communication of fantasy is gossip, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! Um, I said last night to our church in Sydney, the thing that will get you to fantasize is your indifference. The thing that will get yes. you to talk about your fantasy is gossip. Yes. So you need to. We need to go on that one hard. I think you wow. need to give us three bells for wow. that one. I think I need to go move the car. <laughs> we, both, uh, we both had a good talk about that one, Pastor and I. And, and what is gossip, Pastor Robin? Oh yes, can boy, you answer gossip. that question? Can we finally can t- define this? Yes. I can please. actually tell you what... Uh, what gossip is, from. and you can say what slander is. Oh, uh, if you have a good look at gossip, is it usually is you go to someone to tell somebody something, and uh, it's very comfortable to go to them because they lend their ear to hear. But I got news for you: when you go to somebody who's on the same level as you, they can do nothing about what you're going through. Gossip is all about looking for an ear to hear. So the true definition, you need to write this down, of gossip is when you go to someone to tell them or to speak about or hear about something that you have nothing to do with and you go to someone that can do nothing about it. And that's the true definition of gossip. It is not talking bad about someone. That's called slander. 
Yeah. They're different oh, wow. things. Yeah. And this is the communication and that's what of we fantasy. Allow. I think that's what wow. we think uh, God allows in the church. But we've called it sharing our hearts. Oh, wow. Oh, my. And trying to understand the other person's opinion. Um, you don't go to find out. You go to tell. Let you go <laughs> to tell because you know they're going to hear. But you don't want their answer. No, you right. just want to tell. Right. And to add to that too, Pastor Nate, because, you know, not only will people listen, you go to the people who won't say anything about it. Yeah, that's right. Because like, if, if that's the case, when we are sharing our heart, then why not share it with someone who's stronger? Like, because why not share then you might have to hear what's oh. being said. You might said. have to grow up. You might have to mature. You might actually have to get awake, awoken <laughs> from your fantasy. Oh, my. And you never go to hear. You go to tell. Oh, my gosh. It's the, it's the truth. This is what will keep you in fantasy. You want to know the communication style of fantasy? It's gossip. And it's always fueled once again, by what you think God is withholding from you. And it, so and you it, go to your friend or your brother yep. or your sister to find out what they think because, well, you don't really go to find out what they think. You're like, let me, let me tell you what's going on. Give me ear service. Uh, listen, let me say it's going to them to have them hear mm. but not to say, just to have them hear. I'm serious about this. And the biggest problem is, um, Shania, is this, that people believe gossip is allowed. You know what? God said in his word, I hate gossip. He didn't say, I hate sharing. Let's call it what it is. It's gossip. It's really a cop-out. Because you won't share what you're feeling with the Holy Spirit, but you'd share it with your peers. And oh if someone God. is going to listen, neither one is in the presence of the Holy Spirit. And we learned from our previous portals, we are not to counsel outside of the presence of the yeah. Holy Spirit. Now, I think I need to say that again because yep. that's the greatest challenge. If someone goes to gossip, the person that's gone to gossip is not in the presence of the Holy Spirit and the person that listens is not in the presence of the Holy Spirit. So they are receiving counsel outside the presence of the Holy Spirit. So what type of counsel are they receiving? Any spirit that can get into their ear. That's why God hates it yeah. so much. It's, it's the front door for the accuser. When you gossip, you let the accuser into the throne room of heaven. Mm. By this. your own validation and volition, you let him in. And he gets to accuse you. Funny enough, you might be gossiping about someone else or something else. But he, while you're doing that, all he's doing is accusing you. 
It's the very, very thing that will rob you of God's dream for your life. So I'm going to say, people, don't believe the lie anymore you're sharing. I don't want you to believe the lie anymore. There's no such thing about sharing in the word. It's called, I hate gossip. Wow. Can I just add something to to sort of... um, help someone too when you go to a leader it's different the word of god says it because those people are your shepherds they've been given appointed you know um like uh been been appointed to be your spiritual father and mother advisors now why is that different because a leader is enabled by the holy spirit to change the situation If I come to my leader and I share something, that person that I'm sharing with in the leader has the physical ability to change either in me what's going on through their counsel and through them being my pastor or my leaders or the other person. But when you go to someone that's on your level or even worse, below, someone that might be weaker in the faith and you stumble them, with your complaints, because that's all it is, it's just complaining and whinging, then you're not going to anyone that can do anything about it. So you're just going to go around the mountain and around the mountain because there's not going to be any change in your actual circumstance because God has not authorized that person to create change in you. They might give you an opinion, but until the Holy Spirit authorizes and breathes on what they say, it's behavior trans- uh, modification, never heart there transformation. It is. Modification, not transformation. And here's the key to the last bit of this because I think we're bringing it home. Mm-hmm. I think we're bringing it home, Pastor. But when you go to someone, it's never to say something about you. It's always to say something about someone else. That's why it's defined as gossip. Wow. And so I l- that's important. That's that's having a nibble. Nibbling. Having <laughs> I a wish I had a durable uh, sound effect or something. I love what the our sister said. She said telling truth is is Oh, she said not gossip. I thought you said that was gossip. But Okay, I'll still read it. Telling truth is not gossip, but yes, of course. Uh, See, I I read it as it was gossip. Has the Holy Spirit authorized you to tell that truth? This is where I get in trouble. This is what you've got. Just because it's truth doesn't mean you have the authorization (laughs) to say it. Yes. But it depa- if I may, Pastor, it depends on that person's concept of truth. Yeah. What you say is truth may actually be an actual lie. Yeah. You're, communi- you're communicating your perception. That's what I was going to say. Your perception. Your perception and someone else's is different. So who determines what's true? The Word of God. Only the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Holy Spirit. I think you press it. We're going into a really uh, <laughs> we, we need to. Area. And this we, is something I learned. It's time to clean up the church. This is something church. I learned in nibbling, right? This is the key in the cornerstones of communication, right? Mm, we we, we talk about this. This is important. The first thing to understand about communication is P. 
people don't think like you. <gasps> ah! It's true. Plain it's been and my simple. Biggest problem. This Plain is what we're and learning. Simple. And what's wrong with the world? Fantasy <laughs> and gossip wants everyone to see the world the way you see it. Yes, come on. And God did not create a thousand Nathans for a reason. Because he wanted variety and he wanted different perspectives because different perspectives sharpen the tools. If everyone saw the world the way we saw it, we would be not we would not be refined as gold, right? The mm. other key is not everyone thinks like you. Not everybody wants what you want. Here we go. We're and going we in there with this. Bring our story across course. to people like you want what I want out of life. No, not everybody wants what you want. And you've got to reconcile that in your heart to actually learn how to communicate with people. Because if you go into conversation thinking, well, that person wants what I want, you're only going to be interested in what you want out of the conversation. Yeah. You're never going to actually be an active listener. Wow. You're only going to turn your ears on when it feeds your ego. So gossip, oh again, we're coming back to this. We bring it back to wow. the other person has to be the listener and we are not the ones listening. We're the ones speaking. Wow. It's not – you never listen when you gossip. You just speak. You just speak. And gossip always involves judgment. Yep. Wow. Always involves judgment. There's no truth in gossip. It's just judgment. It's accusation. And it's accusation. Wow. Ken, well, I do it's think hot. we should it's have a little tonight. break because it's got very hot. Oh, there. they don't get to get a break. I don't get to get a break when it's hot up here. You guys don't get to get a break when it's hot now. You don't get to get a chance to have a breather. I'm sweating bullets. You just don't see it. I'm starting to sweat a bit. <laughs> yes. can, I, can I add this? Because this is how we tie it in with the dream and the fantasy thing. If we would close our mouths and stop talking to people, and start listening for what God is saying and listening to what he's already said, we actually might speed up the dream yep. being revealed. Yep. Whoa. But gossip, church, and I'm speaking to myself, is the thing that the children of Israel did for 40 years in the desert and all they did was wander. Yeah. Because all they did was gossip about the man that God put in charge, about the God that brought them out. They always were murmuring and deep. had something to say. you got to stop having something to say. And I say this with all gentleness and sincerity. Let's close our mouths and let's let God do the talking. Can I add to that, please? Let's make it a bit hotter. You mentioned about the children of Israel. You know what? The children of Israel did not have to go through that whole thing with the Red Sea if they hadn't gossiped and murmured. They could have gone straight across. But that's what stopped it. And then they opened themselves up to hear things from others. When you do that, you bring a pause. You bring a standstill. You don't move on. You're so caught up. 
Oh my gosh. And oh my gosh, I'm just landing me. Because what you said too, Pastor Nate, it's like you're saying God is withholding something. So are we technically gossiping about God? Yes. Saying, um, first of all, I'm going to give it. Oh, wait, I heard screams. <laughs> this one. Because that is the root of it all. Yeah, because I'm just, the thread of it is you're telling, and I, I, I'm saying this, I struggle with feeling like God has my back, right? So if things come out of my mouth, I'm gossiping about God. If I'm saying, oh, well, the the motive behind it is, well, God doesn't have my back, so I have to vent. And I want to talk about venting yep. when we come back from this quick break. Can I just say this before we go to the portal? When you uh, gossip about leaders, when you gossip about leaders, you're gossiping about God. Yeah. Ooh. I'm ac- actually, when you're gossiping about anyone that's got Christ in them, that's what you're gossiping about because, do you know, we're supposed to be dead. Not gossiping about dead people. All right, I got to go move the car. I'll be right back. <laughs> actually, I'm going to go move the car. <laughs> we'll be right it. back. <laughs> I have to move it again. It's getting too hot in here. <laughs> Come on, Pastor Tony. Yep, after that segment, your mind is being blown. Well, wait till you listen to it again and again. Look, we know that you won't be able to get all these gems in one viewing, so you're gonna need to watch it a couple more times to let it land. Head on over to TorqueTV.org to watch this portal and all the others, exclusively whenever you want, as many times as you want. This means gem after gem gets to blow your mind. We have unique subscription options that will suit you. So it's easy for anyone to watch. Torque TV. Hit that button, baby. Hi, everyone. I'm Ashley from Torque, New York, and I'm sitting here with the lovely Pastor Natalie. Hi, how are you? Good. And we're here to introduce... Identify her relaunch. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Since we haven't gathered for a while as ladies in the church, um, it's been such a, a thrill, challenging, stretching, but exciting to be a part of Identify Her. But can you give us some insight to what to expect? Well, we are all coming back together after having such, I think, almost a year off. Um, during the COVID shutdown and all this kind of thing. So um, the first week, we definitely want to get together with all the ladies and just see how they've been going throughout the year, what the Lord has been showing them. But then also this week, we want to focus on a message that was preached tonight to do with fantasy and the truth, what the Lord is really wanting to bring out. So we really want to draw the ladies out of themselves and you know express stuff that... Um, We'll share, share with everybody and see what um, the Lord has been doing in them and make them feel more comfortable with one another. Ah, snap, y'all. And if you didn't catch that, this will be in person. That sounds really exciting. Oh, I'm excited. We've, we've been needing it for a while. I bet. <laughs> when is this event? It's on Wednesday night, the 10th of March. Sorry, 10th of March at 7.30. We're going to gather for about half an hour. Um, just to, you know, say hi everybody, blah, blah, blah. And then at 8 o'clock we'll start the meeting. 
All right, everyone. That's March 10th, 7.30 p.m. Be there or be square. Ladies, be prepared. Here you go. I, I think we might go. Oh. Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry. I, I, I just want to get it out then. Yeah, maybe, may, maybe we should go back to what Lucifer was gossiping about to oh. the other angels. Yes, that is the Maybe root. Maybe the leadership of heaven. Yep, that is the root, ladies and gentlemen. Where did the first gossip begin? Well, it was in heaven when Lucifer went and told the other spirits, the other angels, come join me because God is withholding from you. Whoa. Don't trust the leadership that's over you. No. Because they haven't got your best interests. Oh, that's what he said. Follow me. And a third of heaven fell. I love that. And you know what? Here's a new one for you. And probably you know it already. He hasn't stopped gossiping since. Lucifer hasn't stopped gossiping since. And he's gossiping about you, Lee. You give him? Let's talk about that. Yeah, he gossips about you (laughs) while you gossip about others. (laughs) Oh, Jesus, this is hot. This is hot. This is hot. Did you want to hit that? I want to hear that. Did you get that, ladies and gentlemen? While you're gossiping about someone or something, he's gossiping about you. Straight up. So. Jesus. Wow. Jesus. So nibble, nibble, nibble. What is nibbling? Let's talk about this. You heard the sound effect. You ready? Oh, you do it so well. I'm not going to even try. Well, in negotiation, <laughs> let me let me explain. In negotiation, the technique nibbling is when the other party won't agree with you at first. But what you do is you initially get them to agree on something small and you build trust. Wow. So maybe, you know, in a hostage situation, there'll be a term that the mediator will set. And if that person on the other side agrees, then what they've done immediately is they've established a bond of trust. Then the technique of nibbling is while they are vulnerable, you take advantage of that trust and you require or you ask more of them what they initially wouldn't agree to in the beginning. <laughs> now, the Holy Spirit does this with us in a good way because nibbling can be good and it can be evil. He does it in a good way because he doesn't ask it all up front. So this is the good part of nibbling. He builds trust by showing us his character. He shows us Jesus. He points us back to the character and the, you know, and the will of God, the Father. And then we agree with him with our confession about what we see in Jesus and his goodness And that initially creates the bond of trust. So this is a powerful thing because this gets rid of ungodly expectation. Can I say and ungodly performance, please? It's not an instant thing. It builds. When you nibble something, it takes a long time to digest it. So it's not something that sort of one time only or uh, really quickly over, it seems to build. Yeah. 
it builds a relationship. Yeah. And it's really powerful when it's used in a brilliant, um, prophetic, Holy Spirit allowed way. Yeah. Because yeah. even in counseling situations, there might be a, an initial wall of resistance to someone or something that's being said. Yeah. And rather, because again, let me give you a gem. Um, in I'm learning, you know, when you make when you make um, agreement or mediation, let's talk about a scenario. You've got two roommates that disagree, yeah. right? Because what is the crux of their disagreement? They always make it about one issue. But life is bigger than one issue. And the moment, you, I learned this in my negotiation, the moment you narrow it down to one thing, you've lost all room to grow. Because in your mind, now, if that one thing is not met, nothing else can be met. So there's no room for nibbling because you've made it about one issue. And see, yet, even though the Holy Spirit does one thing, what he does in us, it has a one thing purpose, but yet it involves everything yeah, that just he's gonna, doing in us. I, I, just, I was going to say uh, it's all about going everywhere. Yeah. Uh, when, when we start this sort of behaviour, we go around the mountain, but we even go more than around the mountain. We go around the world. Yeah around the world to gather information in our mind and in our soul to make it a session. Yeah, and this is powerful, Pastor, with that man, because there's a good there's a good part of making it about one thing when God does it. Because he says, you know, behold I do a new thing. I'm doing that one thing. Won't you perceive it? Because he and only he alone can make it about the one thing because his character is trusted and can be trusted to keep the main thing the, the main, main thing. thing. But we as human beings, we make it about one thing and it's never the main thing. Like I'll give you an example. In this negotiation course that I'm doing, they were talking about maybe, you know, um, a real estate deal. The moment someone in a real estate deal, say the real estate agent, makes it about price, They've got no room to move. They can't convince the client that that deal is good and that that sale is good because if the client narrows it down on their end and says, I'm not budging on this price, then they've got no room to negotiate. So this is a real key to communication and getting us out of fantasy because fantasy will always make it about the one thing that we think is the main thing. And it'll never give God room to actually nibble us into all areas of his will. Now, going back to what I was saying about nibbling. So God makes it about the one thing and he gets us to agree and to agree initially with something that he can build trust on. So what does he do? He shows us his goodness, his character, and we see the faithfulness of God and then we say, ah, okay, yes, Lord, I'm, I'm putting my life on that agreement of your faithfulness, right? Mm. And then we begin to allow the walls of our heart to come down because we've seen that one thing be answered or we've seen that promise be fulfilled. And so now we begin to let the areas that we've been holding back from the Holy Spirit go. Yeah. Because now he can move in and say, right, well, you've trusted me with this child. You've trusted me with your financial situation and I've moved there. Now trust me with your family. Mm. Now trust me with your destiny. Mm -hmm. Now trust me with your marriage. Now trust me with your healing. So in a way, he does really, really good nibbling. Yeah. Because he doesn't require all the change up front. 
Because if he did, and Pastor Robin does this, I'm telling you, in her counselling, she's brilliant at it. She's a power negotiator. I keep telling her everything I'm learning, you're an OG at already. Because when you sit down with Pastor Robin, one of her favourite sayings <laughs> is, and everyone at Talk can attest to this, let's keep the main thing the main thing. Right. She won't let you go around the world, but she also doesn't ask for 100% of you to get it up front. Yeah. No. She, re- she just asks you to get maybe the 5%. Yeah. Let's yeah, well, start let's with the 5%. let work on it. Yeah. yeah. Getting there. And you always say, you know, well, if you can agree with me on that, then that's somewhere we can work from. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. So Definitely. that's a really good way of nibbling that the Holy Spirit does to us. So that gets, again, rid of performance. It gets mm. rid of expectation, ungodly expectation mm-hmm. that we put on ourselves and that the ho- that we think God puts on us. Mm. There's no excuse because he doesn't. So stop gossiping about him. <laughs> There's no excuse because he doesn't require all the change up front. Maybe you do and maybe you need to stop and just focus on the one thing yeah. that he's asking you to change in. But then the ungodly nibbling that ties in with gossip and murmuring is when you deliberately take advantage of someone's vulnerability to agree with you, you go in for the kill and you start throwing out every single thing you can to get them to agree with you because they've made that one initial agreement. Mm -hmm. So the ungodly way of doing nibbling is in like a ungodly like car salesman. Mm-hmm. If they can get you, and I'm, I'm not saying it's this to get my agreement. sister in any way, <laughs> Chris, because we're not she is about being you. led by the Holy Spirit and she's doing fantastic. Mm-hmm. But most salesmen will use this technique because if they can get you into the showroom, mm-hmm. if they can get you into the car, mm-hmm. they've already got you. Mm. So when you get out of the car, the euphoria of being in the car or being in the showroom and having that new car kind of feel is so powerful in you the initial response of agreement overtakes what you would naturally put up as a well i don't want to go that far yet so they throw in the insurance then they throw in the premiums and they throw well you need to get these and you need to get that so they're deliberately taking advantage of your vulnerability to have an agreement Mm. gossip is this Mm. when you share with someone and then they respond and agree with you, you are deliberately taking advantage Mm. of the person that you are sharing with, Mm. gossiping with, to feed your own ego. Oh, my God. Can I say it as plain as that? Yeah. You are deliberately taking advantage. That person is in a vulnerable state because they don't know the full story. They only know your side of the story. And that's all the side that you share. Mm-hmm. You taught that in Council by God. Oh. You only get one side. When we gossip, that's all we share. Well, this is what you happened. You never get the one, the one side. side. Yeah. <laughs> but then the nibbling is so crippling because now you begin to not keep it about that one thing. Mm. No. You begin to assassinate someone's character by saying, yeah, and they did this. And I remember when they did this. And that's And slander. I remember when they looked at me like this. Come on. I've done it. We've all done it. We've all done it. And then that's slander. It is. It becomes slander. So it goes from gossip and we call it sharing. But uh, what are we going to do? We're going to go from that and then we start slandering and we're going to call that sharing too. 
Well, we better not. Why? Because God hates gossip. Right. And he doesn't want it to grow any further. And it's the very thing. Sorry, every time you say something, I have to just, because it's bubbling up within me. It's the very thing that is crippling our dream from being God's dream. Yeah. Gossip is the thing that is crippling us. It is not enabling us. Yeah. And if you think it's giving you self-identity or self-worth, making you feel better about yourself. It doesn't. Guess what? <laughs> Later on, you have to live with everything you've said. Yep. And that guilt comes back on you. We're accountable for it every does. word you said. It does. I remember you saying to someone, Pastor Robin, they wanted to respond to, you know, in a certain situation to someone that had really, really hurt them with their words yeah. and accused them. And it was so wise what you said. You said, no, leave that person with what they responded with and don't you respond out of accusation or hurt because at the end of that day, that person has to live with what they've said. Right. But you have the opportunity to not speak those words and not have to live with that. Right. Because we do have to live with the words that we've said. Right. And so tying all this in, fantasy will get you to nibble in an ungodly way with people. Mm -hmm. It will get you to gossip <laughs> about God and about the people he's put in your life. Why? Shania said it. Because you think God is withholding from you. Mm -hmm. Let me say something. There's a question here. Can't we share at all, even with the doctor, um, counselling? I'm not talking about sharing what's going on in you. I'm talking about you sharing what, uh, what someone else is doing in them. Yeah. To you. Yeah. This is like our fellowshipping moments, these moments where we're uh, congregating in this sanctuary or having fellowship or creating cliques is one thing you talked about too before, uh, Dr. Robin, how the danger of colonizing <laughs> even within the church and within the body. So this I, is... I, it's definitely cliques. Yeah. Yeah. We're talking so about I'm more godly. of a relational aspect of how we do life with each other and how we do life in the future when it comes to the body of Christ. So this episode is helping clean up the body of Christ and show us how we are, you know, crippling our own dreams and our own destinies by God's doing dream. this in God's dream. And what's I, funny I, is that we as Christians, we always love to be challenged by the world and, you know, different, oh, I'll go out there and I'll, I'll get on the street and, you know, I'll go out there and I'll go to my workplace and I'll work with hard personalities. But we deliberately choose what personalities we want oh to interact with inside the four walls of the church. God. Well, you don't think like me. You know, you don't have fun like me. So I'm not going to you know, put my hand out and extend relationship to you. But yet we would do that for the sinner. Mm. We would give all that grace for the sinner. But in church, no, I've got to be with people that think like me, move like me, hear like me, sound like me, yeah, smell like key. me. Right. There's the key. That's going to tell me about An me. <laughs> Another question again was, uh, uh, and it's from Malaysia, asking for direction is different, correct? Yes. Yes. yes, because you're asking for direction That's for you. Yes. Don't ask for direction for others. Don't oh. ask for direction for others. Just ask for you. 
I want to. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to can go. Can I take with this. a drink after yes, this? Yes, you can, please. Drink water, people. Just drink water. I'm just kidding. Um, I just want to kind of not. Obviously, we're staying on the same topic, but to go back to the gossiping because several portals ago, it may have been in like season one, we talked about the possibility of gossiping about yourself. And now that's called complaining. Oh. What do you mean gossiping about yourself? Oh my god! No, no, you no! You, you, you don't gossip about yourself. To yourself, was it? No. Oh, okay. You complain when you are talking about yourself to someone else. Please don't call it sharing. It's called complaints. It's called judgment. You know, I just saw Jesus do that every time in the Bible, you know. <laughs> you know and they, he just constantly went to town on Judas all the time. Come here, disciple. Come here, Peter. Come here. Come here. Come here. I need to talk to you about mm-hmm. Peter's behavior. Yeah. <laughs> no. Jesus. He did not. Yeah. He confronted he in the light. And to, and the truth of the matter is it's been operating in the church for so long that people want to believe it's a good thing. Mm. Can I say something here, Pastor? Yes. Yeah. I want to expose this. Please tell me truthfully whenever you share, we'll call it the sharing because that's what we call it. Sharing. Be truthful. How many times has that led you back to prayer? Uh, none. Zero. How many times Zero. has that led you into the presence of the Holy Spirit to get an actual burden for the person? Zero. Mm. Never. It never, ever leads you back to God. It's mm. literally you sharing a slanted perspective on what you think has gone on and we always share the biased perspective that is to our advantage. Mm. We always share. We don't ever tell the people, oh, but I spoke to them in that way. Right. And I also responded in this way. And I wasn't right in this. And maybe I'm, I need to, like, you know, mature in this area. Mm-hmm. We always tell what the other person isn't fulfilling according to our standard of righteousness. But I love what Pastor Robin teaches. She says, when you point the finger, please remember there's three pointing back at you. Yeah. And this is why the Lord says in Proverbs, a fool speaks quickly, but a wise man is quick to listen. A fool speaks quickly, but a wise man is quick to listen. Yeah. It's funny how when you are pointing the finger, it's always the prophet's finger. I got that. Did you get it? I got it. So you actually believe you're speaking God. Oh, Jesus. Maybe that's that why he hates it so much. Because you're always putting words that he's not saying in his oh mouth. Oh, my gosh. Try. We have to reveal all this stuff. The, I think mm, this is good. I, just be I think this is good. It's time to rid it out of the church so that we can uh, go further 
you know, make the main thing the main thing and stop majoring on minors, uh, you know. And if you really want help, the way to get the help is to work with the Holy Spirit, with the leadership. But you, when you ask for help, when you ask for help, you can't tell somebody how to help you. Yeah. You can't. Right. And Cause, yes. Because you can't even help yourself. So Ciao. why would you be trying to tell someone else how to help <sighs> you? It turns it into gossip. I am so tired of hearing people say, I was just sharing and I was just getting someone else's, you know, understanding, you know, so I can help them. But no, you're not. You're really not. You're (laughs) listening to gossip. Mm. That person isn't sharing with you. They're complaining to you. Mm-hmm. And can we also clean up this thing? Like you just saying, Dr. Robin, about the finger. Can we stop adding God in our mess? Like, can yeah. we stop saying, well, you know, I, yeah. I'm sure God is making me feel this way about this person or God is making me feel this way in a negative connotation well, about that person. And this is why, you know, I'm, I'm reestat, I'm re I'm confirming my, can I my say something to offense. that? If God is doing something, there will always be fruit. So I want to challenge people. If you say God has told me to say this, or God has told me to do that, then there needs to be a quick sign of change in your life. Otherwise your words are empty and it's not God, it's you. I'm going to hit you with another thing here as the Holy Spirit is really downloading and that is uh, to do with gossip. You only ever go to someone who's like-minded with yourself. Come on, that's it. I'll say it again. Only ever go to someone who's like-minded with yourself. That's why you know the fruit of it is gossip Mm. and deception and judgment and accusation. You don't want to hear good things. You just want them to agree with you. Mm. And to tie it in with what we're talking about with the fantasy and the dream, how can God reveal his dream to you when your head is full of what you want to talk to other people about other people all the time. It's called sharing. He can never reveal his blueprint or his plan because your head is so full of accusation and getting your point across and defending yourself. Why would he trust you with his blueprint? Come on, let's get real, church. Let's get real honest. It's time that we uh, close the mouth and ask the Holy Spirit, to help us learn to stop thinking that this is just sharing. It's not. It's a demonic force. It's actually a demon inspiring you to share things that God does not want you to be talking about. Mm. It's very, very demonic. Nothing to do with sharing. It's very, very demonic. Satan did it in heaven. Yep. And actually, for what I call him, Lucifer, he did it in heaven. He's still doing it, and he's still doing it through 
people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know, so, right? I'm I just think like, this was good. All right. We're going to go on a quick break um, because we do have some questions uh, to answer. So listeners um, via Spotify or wherever you're listening and tuning in, We'll be right back to give you somewhat of a summary of our sub portal. <laughs> Whatever happens, wherever the Holy Spirit leads us, we'll be sure to debrief you shortly. We'll be right back. Hi, everyone. Ashley here from Torque, New York. I'm here to give you the upcoming event. On April 4th at 6.30, we'll have the next Resurrection Sunday production. To give you some details, every year we do a service of the resurrection of Jesus Christ through drama, acting, creativity, and the word of the Lord. Stay tuned for this year's theme, the fury of his love. Please, oh please, you can come and join us in person or you can join us online. Tell your family, tell your friends, share, and we'll see you there. I think those scriptures were amazing. Yeah, I'd like to read them one more time for our Spotify audience. Because, and don't judge me. The reason why I was saying shut up, shut up, shut up is because we just talked about it is a fool who speaks much, Proverbs says, but the wise man is quick to listen. And Pastor, you hit us with one of the gems of the night. What did you say? You said, if you stop talking... In, um, no, if you get in the presence of God for your counsel and your reasoning, they're not in God's. You prison. might stop talking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You might actually find the ability to stop actually, opening your mouth. You're not in the counsel, uh, uh, but you're not in the presence of God when you start this journey. Mm-hmm. And we often think that God's going to turn up. He's only going to turn up in His presence. Not in your complaints. No, he's not. Jesus. And in your judgments, you know? Yeah. He's we, not going to turn but up. But the key about that reasoning, what we need to include there, is you don't – how do I say this without with, – I want to be a the, a, like theologically correct. That's that, that psalm when we talk about the reasoning, right, in Isaiah, sorry, in Isaiah, how – I think it's Asaph who comes into the presence of God with his complaints, with his perspective, and then the Holy Spirit, as he surrenders his perspective and he asks for God's perspective, the Holy Spirit injects his picture. Now, this is important because a lot of us will do the opposite. Well, we'll say, well, I can't, you know, reasoning in the presence of God means I can't bring what I'm thinking. No. You should bring what you're thinking into the presence of God, mm-hmm. no matter how dark it is, because then and only then can he touch it. Yeah. If you keep it out, he can't touch it. Yeah. Because it's cover up. Coming in with fig leaves on, Lord, I'm not that dirty. Lord, I'm not that, you know, um, angry at that person. Lord, I'm not that, you know, disappointed. No. You can't. Everyone says in church today, come as you are, come as you are, come as you are. Yes. First part. Come as you are, leave as he is. And we've done a portal on that there many, many times. 
Don't just come as you are and stay as you are. So I challenge you, bring the disappointment. Bring the anger. Bring the hurt. Take it to God. He's got big shoulders. He'll handle it. Uh, but your yes, brethren, say that. but your brethren don't have those big shoulders. I'm glad you brought that up. And that means <laughs> that means they will take a reproach. Yes, I. One, I'm On glad you, you. Let me say this forward. first. They will take a reproach for what who you're speaking about, but eventually. It will come back and get you. I'm glad you brought that up because after the scriptures, after you read the scriptures, fascinate. I wanted to talk about a little bit of the listening. We talked about a lot of the sayers. We want to. Um, I wanted to see if you guys had anything for those who are listening to it, and what is that saying about giving a listen ear, and how can they step up to someone? who is trying to potentially gossip, how can they step up um, in faith and say, like, no, this is not it without feeling like they're coming against them or judging them because they're, you know, blase, blase. But before we go on that, um, Pastor Nate is going to read some of the scriptures. So, yeah, I just want to give you, because in case you think we're being a little too hard on you <laughs> and maybe we're pointing our direction specifically or personally. We're not. We're just giving you what the Bible says. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go through really quickly a couple of lists of scriptures just to reiterate, establish what God thinks about whispering and gossip. Ephesians 4.29, Let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such is as good for building up as fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Wow. Proverbs 6, 16 to 19. There are six things that the Lord hates, seven that are an abomination to him. Haughty eyes, a lying tongue, hands that shed innocent blood, a heart that devises wicked plans, feet that make haste to run to evil, a false witness who breathes out lies, and one who sows discord among brothers. Ouch. That's Proverbs 16, 28. A dishonest man <laughs> spreads strife and a whisperer separates close friends and we said it's funny because that's what a gossip is you don't gossip in daylight you don't gossip in front of everyone for them to see you go and whisper but can i just talk to you for one second no, can i just can share you, this yeah, with you can i just share this can with I you just tell you, my um, <laughs> you know and, and i mean the one that sows discord is the one not the server also that's the gossiper it's so true. Proverbs twenty nineteen to do with sharing, Shania. I, I haven't seen sharing here. I haven't seen in it. one word. But yet we believe in our Christianity that we can do this. We really do. Um, you know, I have a bit of a story I'd like to tell you to help people to understand how dangerous it is to gossip. Can I read this one? Because this is the clincher one that I did read on the Portals Live part. Psalms 101, mm. 101 verse 5. Whoever slanders his neighbour secretly, I will destroy. Mm. Whoever has a haughty look and an arrogant heart, I will not endure, says the Lord. Okay. So there it is. It's very clear. Now, Black I would like to share this testimony because there's no getting away from it. 
There it is. It's clear. But, you know, um, as I was a young, younger Christian and I was in Australia and my mother um, was coming to the Lord. She was coming to the Lord and uh, uh, she came to the Lord in um, New Zealand and uh, uh, she told me that she, I was in New Zealand and uh, she came to the Lord, went to church with me and then what she did then, when she went back to Sydney, she wanted to find a church like we had. And she couldn't find a church, so she stopped going to church. You see, that really is sad for me, you know. And so uh, when I came to Australia, back to Australia to live, um, I really wanted to help mum to come back and find Christ and to move on in the Lord. And for a while there, she was coming along beautifully, you know. And then one day, I had a disagreement with a pastor that was my pastor at the time. And I, um, I, I let it go to my heart. I took it in. And then who do I run to but mum to complain and gossip about a man of God? And do you know what happened? My mother that day said, I'll never walk into another church. Mm. That was devastating for me. That cost, sorry, that cost me mm. because... I had to work very hard then to repent and have the Lord bring her back to him before she passed away. And it was the grace of God because she just got back to him and she died. My, I don't know if to put a gem, but people need to let that sink in. Wow. Very, very dangerous. Serious, yeah. Very, wow. very dangerous. I remember you sharing that story, and you were using the term like you stumbled her. I did. In that, and I never thought of the concept I of stumbling, stumbling someone by just doing that because one would, again, make the excuse, oh, well, that's she, my parents, that's my gonna mom. She's going to take my side, yep. you see? Yeah. And that's what when we do go and gossip, you want that person to take your side. Breathe it out. Just you're literally, you're literally ungodly nibbling. You're taking advantage of that person's weak uh, state. It 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 broke me. It broke me, Shania, because it was just the grace of God that cleaned up my mess. This was years ago, that cleaned up my mess so that my mother could make it to heaven. Mm, 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 mm. So. For that slight transition for and that, the list. That refers to what you're asking yeah. now about the hearing. Mm -hmm. They're taking advantage of you. Listeners, mm. don't yeah. think they're respecting you. Don't no. think they're no. actually sharing with you. It's not sharing or, of good yeah, friendships. Or they're like letting you know how they feel because they honor that friendship. They're literally coming to you because they know you won't convict. It's very sad. Very sad. 
what does that say about their image of you? Mm. If yeah. you are not a capable minister to your brethren, then that shows that that is not a healthy relationship. Right. Yep. Because if you're walking off a cliff, I hope that in God, as your brother in Christ, I can tell you, hello, you're about to walk off a cliff. Mm-hmm. Step back. Yeah. But if I'm too concerned about offending you or losing reputation yep. with you or getting out of your good books, I'm going to let you walk off a cliff? No. What kind of no. brother am I? No, yeah. we would not. Right. And we would take the flack for it too mm-hmm. if we had to, to stop you walking off the cliff. And this is what um, mm-hmm. Paul did with Peter. Yes. When Peter would have started to go back into succumbing to, um, you know, requiring circumcision of the Gentiles and he falling into what those other Jews were requiring and asking of the, the newly converted Gentiles, he started to, you know, like just shrink back into the corner and let them say whatever they wanted to say. Mm. And when Paul came, he said, Peter, I need to rebuke you. Right. So Paul was a capable minister. Mm-hmm. In love, he rebuked Peter yeah. and said, you know what the Holy Spirit said. So that made it a healthy friendship, litmus yeah. test of your friendships and yeah. whether you're falling into listening good, to gossip. Good. Can you correct your friends in love without them falling apart and being rejected? Can you bring godly adjustment on your level not as a leader, yeah. not as someone called to shepherd them, but can you apply the basic principles of the word to your communication? Can you say, I'm sorry, sister, I'm sorry, brother, but what you're sharing with me is gossip right now. Mm-hmm. You're gossiping right now, and I'm going to end this conversation right now because I'm not going to be an ear for gossip. Yeah. And see how they respond. Right. A good litmus test, isn't it, Pastor? Very good. To see if it's built test. on the rock. Yeah. Yep. Wow, that's Man. good. That's good. Mm, good. My goodness. My goodness. I think, listeners, if I'm not mistaken, you guys have definitely got enough <laughs> to chew on, not nibble on, but get a mouthful. No, we don't want to nibble. We don't nibble, nibble away anymore. You know, it. We need to start chewing on the word. Start chewing. That's scriptural. Oh, you see, jeez. That's scripture. Yeah, chewing the word. Right. So, well, listeners, we thank you for your time. You gave us a listening ear, but we hope that it convicts because that's what it was for. We're not gossiping to uh, you. And we <laughs> we actually. We, we want to go beyond just convicting. Yes. We hope it changes and yes. transforms. There we go. Yeah, and we apply all of what we've said. To yes. ourselves. I mean, I made the confession yes. tonight that, look, don't do it. Yeah. It has repercussions. Repercussion that will eventually hurt you because they, for a while – They'll listen. Yeah. For a while they'll listen, but eventually God will speak to them. If you don't want to hear, God will speak to them and then the you will get the repercussions. They will turn away from you. And it was, I want to confess too, when I first came to America, this was – I wasn't so much a gossiper, but 
I would let my disappointment with God be shown on my sleeve deliberately mm. with people around me so that I could be consoled because of what was happening with my future and things weren't going the way yeah. I wanted. Feel sorry for Yeah, you. like feel sorry for me, you know, sympathise for me, make no, me feel good. I don't like and the word sympathise. No, you don't. I want empathy now. I don't yeah, want Yeah, I sympathy. like someone to walk beside me. Don't sympathise with but me. But I'm just putting myself honestly out there. I saw how that totally delayed the work of God in my life. Yeah, definitely. You know, even working you know, at one of the best dance schools in the world, like, right. you know, as the front desk supervisor in charge of quite a lot, I would hear so much and I would just see, wow, okay, Lord, I need to, I need to get thankful. I need to get grateful. Yeah. I need to stop comparing. I need to stop living this fantasy because gossip is, uh, it's something that keeps you in fantasy. It does not fulfill God's dream for your life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm hearing these days. Uh, that we just need to tell the truth. I'm hearing it on the internet non-stop. You know, just tell people the truth. No, tell them, you know. So I I say, you know, why are we telling the truth? Are we telling it to be, um, you know, uh, restored to someone? Or are we telling them, because we believe we have the truth. The truth is your insight. When I'm listening to things on, uh, you know, uh, YouTube to know what's going on, I will listen to people's intel, but I won't listen to the insight yes, because that's their opinion. Truth, yeah, truth is facts in that situation. It's not a person, it's just facts. So it's just intel. But people add with the intel their perception of something or their insight into the thing and it's, it becomes just an excuse to hold on to hurt because... Every time I look and listen to certain people on the internet, they once had a faith in God, like the church. Now they will say, I don't go to church anymore because I don't need to because that's religion. And that's, uh, you know, I went through it when I was a young boy and this and that. And then then they'll turn around and say, well, you know what, uh, this is more of a spiritual experience. Now, that's your insight. You're coming for people in this one, Pastor Robin. the truth. You're coming for people with this one. I'm going there with that one. I totally agree. I am sick and tired of hearing people say, well, we all believe in the one God. No. And religions no, are just a different expression of that one God. No. I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ is the way. He said, only through me can you come to the Father. He did not say only through this expression or your expression of who I am. Or your experience. Only through me. The Lord 
Jesus Christ. He is the He is the God and uh, of of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. He's not the Father of Muhammad. He's not the Father of Buddha. He's not the Father of and that doesn't you know, mean we don't New love Age. you. Nope. He's that just means we tell Jesus you the Christ. truth. He is the truth, a person. It's your perception, your insight. And seriously, the word of God clearly says, Shania, there's only one way. Only one way to heaven. And it's not by universal God, mm. but through and by the name of Jesus Christ. And I, I need to say that because I am fed up with hearing this. We are not telling the truth. We are making our experience our insight. Right. And their insight is just gossip. Stop, guys. Stop it. If this, there's only one that can deal with evil, and that's good. The good man, God. His name is Jesus, the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm waving the white flag of surrendering. Wow, this is, wow. Wow, this is great. This is great. No, I mean, go for it, Dr. Robin. Whatever you feel the Holy Spirit is leading us to close, that's when we close. Because so go uh, for it. If can I just going. say, if God is going to do a good work in this world, then we're going to have better foundations that, that we're going into this new reset. You know? Reset. We, we can't take this belief system in with us because it's not good, it's bad. So then we start the bad cycle again. Let it go. And Pastor, can I say, and I again I say this with all love and sincerity, and I'm doing, a, you know, I'm learning about Christian counseling and how to love brethren, but I want to say this, we've got to grow up. We gotta stop using hurt as an excuse to not be mature. Guess what? Hurt saints don't get to hear the trumpet in the last day. Yeah. Only yeah. those that have gone through the process and let the Lord touch every void of their life, surrendered every void. Because if you are hurt and on that day you'll be too caught up in your hurt, you won't hear the trumpet. Yep. So we got to grow up, church. We've got to stop being immature go. people. We've got to let God touch it, give it to him, and say, I don't want to be this way anymore. I don't want to – you said about the great reset. I yeah. can't take the way I was no, you can't. into today. No, you can't. And let go and let God. God bless. Hey, everyone. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of The Portals Podcast. We hope you were encouraged, uplifted, and challenged to go deeper in your relationship with Jesus. To get the latest episode, don't forget to subscribe to The Portals Podcast either via iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, or your talk app. Why don't you go ahead and share this with someone that you know needs to hear these life-changing truths that were revealed today? 
or you can even tell us how it affected you by leaving us a comment or a review. We look forward to being with you again shortly. Until next time, God bless.